Are they always like just created? No, they're like, adolescent dwarves. <laughs> their god created Ulfgar and Brigitta, and <laughs> then they came out from the Stone Garden of Edengard. And uh, wait, but where's the pilots in all of this? <laughs> The, temple the Stone pilots. Temple Pilots, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's also sub-races of dwarves. There's oh, hill man. dwarves, there's mountain dwarves, there's the Duragar. Yeah, don't mess with them. Same with elves. There's forest elves, high elves. Uh, Sun elves. What's the drow, which are yeah. Yeah, the nighttime elves. Are the high elves, <laughs> are they like Rastafarian? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They all have dreads. Yeah. You have to talk to them for 30 minutes before they'll give you anything. <laughs> <laughs> and they sing really cool songs about cucumber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they drive microbuses and they say, I'm the prince of the party. <laughs> I'm going to kill you all. Welcome to the Part-Time Podcast. My name is Chris, and this week I'm joined by my full-time friends, Tim. Uh, hoy hoy. And Addison. Addison! We're recording episode 54, and uh, we're only a few days out from Thanksgiving this week, so I hope that everybody uh, has either prepped or made preparations for making their Cheetos or Mountain Dew-themed Thanksgiving uh, dishes. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get sick again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- this episode is likely going to, there's like a 99.9% chance this episode is going to come out on Thanksgiving. So, Ooh. um, hopefully you did your prep work, you recorded and documented and have sent us the documentation so we can get it notarized that it did in fact happen. Um, <laughs> cause it, that, that's important. People forget about that part that it needs to be notarized. Uh, cause there's mm-hmm. too many fake recipes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, there, there's a lot of irregularities in recipe sites and they're not certified and you know um, you got to make sure that all legal recipes are counted yeah we don't want you to be pirating your recipes here yeah we definitely do not support you going to the links that we provided and just cooking those recipes without having paid for the books right don't do that yeah you got to pay the $29.99 for the stupid book yeah. You can't just Google the recipe. Yeah. I don't want any recipes from dead people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't go to the, the pioneer woman's copycat recipe because, uh, you know, she probably culturally appropriated that somewhere along the line. Uh, can't have any of that. What if that was against the law to, like, cook something that somebody invented after they died? Whoa. Like, like Pop-Tarts would be gone by now, I'm sure. Yeah. Like yeah. all hostess products, like pie in general. Oh wow! Entire categories of food. Yeah, it's been gone. It's been, they've been making that since like the seventeen hundreds. Jeez, <laughs> we would never out. nobody would eat. Okay, maybe if you can't like, I would say pie is fine. But maybe if you have a specialty recipe for like the best pumpkin pie. But why does it have to be a specialty recipe? Why are you drawing those lines in the sand? Because you can't own an idea, 
right? Whoa, sure okay. That's what a patent. I'm pretty for. sure. Yeah, patent lawyers will say otherwise. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't believe in property. Well, so Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of property is I I don't I can't grasp it. Yeah, property is inherently immoral to me. Man, I didn't know I was on the show with uh, Amish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you better watch out. Vanilla Ice is coming for you to remodel your house. <laughs> Keep those power tools away from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys are uh, looking for something to keep you busy or to sort of work off the the, the turkey meat sweats that you're going to get after having, well, I guess tofu turkey for Tim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But my wife and I just finished the series of Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Oh, I haven't heard uh, of this. If that isn't the best show that I've watched all year, I don't know what is. Oh. Is he related to Will Sasso? <laughs> yes, it's his, it's his brother. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that show is probably the best comedy uh, slash drama that's come out in years. And mm. it's definitely... Wow. The, uh, probably between the show Dark, uh, being a completely different kind of show as this, but like Dark mm-hmm. would be like my like my, my top show as far as like something that's in- super engaging that you can just like get three great seasons out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted Lasso is like the best new show of 2020. Wow! Like, period. Jeez, so yeah. hot takes. Are we are we gonna do a best of 2020 this year? We have to. Oh, yeah. We yeah. already did it for 2019. We have to do it for 2020. I'm, I'm, early, I'm actually my, looking forward to this. My early preview for that episode is is go watch Ted Lasso, please. Uh, need, it's tied to Apple TV Plus, which sucks, but there's other ways to do it, and you can get like a free trial to watch it or whatever. But like, um, watch this show. There needs to be a season two. We need to keep this going. It's the best show of 2020. Fight me. Whoa. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I never heard of it. I'll it's a. It and I'll give you a. Copy. It's a cool. Jason Sudeikis plays a character from the Midwest who coaches college football, and he gets hired to coach professional uh, soccer in England, and he doesn't know anything <laughs> about soccer. I love it already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You had me at Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Like the if if you don't cry by the last episode, then you have no Ooh, soul. Geez. A comedy where I cry. Yeah, you will cry. You will up. shed a tear. Nice. Dramedy, I think he said. Dramedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Well, I so. think he said a comedy drama, but yeah. we in the biz, the industry, <laughs> we say dramedy. Dramedy. It's a, gotcha. it's a comedy slash drama, not the other way around. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I guess I'll have to find out for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Dip my toes into this one. <laughs> Go watch it. Um. <laughs> Well, speaking of dipping toes, um, <laughs> I've I've got someone who needs some advice from you two. Ooh, all right. ready for it? I've been waiting for weeks to give advice that was unsolicited, mm-hmm. and so like <laughs> this solicited advice, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Okay. The question asker says, Dear Addison and Tim, I'm a college student just wrapping up my junior year. 
This school has been incredibly stressful for me. I had to undergo a series of rabies shots after being bitten by a bat. My mother's. <laughs> Wait, is this? Is this, uh, this is not Meredith? even a question. I mean, yeah. Meredith got her PhD <laughs> while they yeah. were filming The Office, so. <laughs> I had to undergo a series of rabies shots after being bitten by a bat. My mother's house was burglarized, and two close friends have been imprisoned. Oh my the God. house I live in attracts numerous unwanted critters and is far enough away from campus that I have lost touch with most of my classmates. Oh, because wow. of these factors, I have been experiencing severe bouts of depression and emotional instability, and I recently succumbed to these feelings and sought out an escort online. Oh, <laughs> no. However, I like where this is going. However, she turned out to be an undercover cop, and I was charged with solicitation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boom, roasted. I sought out legal help on my own, and the charges will be dismissed in less than two months after I complete my education. I have also entered counseling um, through my university. I have not... Counseling, I'll add. It's gotta be... (laughs) I have not told anyone outside my lawyer and therapist about the incident because there is a definite stigma regarding prostitution and I'm extremely embarrassed. Mm. My parents have been very understanding and supportive of me this year, but I don't think I can bring myself to tell them about the incident. Given that the charge will be dismissed, do I need to tell my parents at all? Please help me, Tim and Addison. You're my only hope. All right. So let me start off. Yes. By giving my position on sex workers. Yeah. I think we need to decriminalize it 100%. Not even decriminalize, legalize it. Yeah. It, yeah. It just needs, like, these sting operations are to- total bullshit. It's entrapment. It is. But also, I know several sex workers who, like, speak on this a lot to the point that they are doing this not a, a, out of, like, some point of, like, you know, despair or like, you know, they're, they're stuck in this way. It's Mm -hmm. like the easiest, most lucrative method for them to like get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And so by criminalizing it, it's putting these people in a point where they can't like pay taxes or like do any of the stuff they need to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, legalize it, legalize it 100%. Like to the point on telling your parents, Fuck your parents. They don't need to know well, shit. Make sure you pay them before <laughs> yeah, you fuck just, them. Yeah, slide it like two twenties <laughs> on the desk before you leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely in the same position as Tim. Legalize sex work. Yeah. How dare the government say what I can and cannot do with my own body and with another consenting adult? Right. Who cares if the transaction is, is money or food or drugs? It's or, always transactional. Or rabies yeah. shots. Yeah, or rabies shots. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Uh, or just, you know, whatever. Or maybe I, uh, I'm i just feeling like I want a little a little something something on the side. It's a Wednesday. I'm feeling a little down. Mm-hmm. I've got rabies. <laughs> and I need, a, I need a pick-me-up. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to, why the government should be allowed to step into my personal business that way. Right. What a, what being, a way for life to kick you in the teeth though when you're feeling this way and you're like uh i'm gonna do it like i'm gonna find an escort and then the escort's like sorry i'm a cop (laughs) yeah yeah how far into that interaction though 
Like, how badly did this guy get played? Oh. That's what I really want to know. I want. Maybe, like, did they just like knock, knock? We're the cops. Yeah. You're going to jail. Or did they like? Was she like openly flirty and like yeah. building him up before she like just destroyed his <laughs> yeah. life even more? Get get him naked first and then tell him you're a cop. Right. That yeah. way you can't run. Yeah. Her her, <laughs> her phone rings and it, it the, the ringtone just like whoop whoop. That's the sound of the police. Whoop, whoop, that's the sound of the police and he's like oh that's interesting ringtone she's like oh yeah yeah it's you know don't worry about that <laughs> he should he should have known all along yeah. yeah i wonder um if she said like hey let's stop this i'm a cop and he goes oh okay well playing like yeah. do i have to pay extra for this yeah or like is I this package deal yeah <laughs> i didn't know i ordered this package <laughs> I maybe she showed up in her cop uniform and he thought she was just oh. role playing. He's yeah. like, hell yeah, I'm into it. Oh, baby, arrest wee, me. Wee, yeah, wee, or she dressed wee, up like a bat, wee, 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 <laughs> like a cop car. He's like, man, this role play is super realistic. Yeah, yeah, Being fingerprinted by a super old dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh i I would never tell my parents um <laughs> ever for any reason. <laughs> what if your parents weren't your parents? like what if you had different parents? yeah, if, is there if I had different parents, I mean yeah, how much money do they have, and how much do I rely on their money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what's the what's the reality that exists that you're cool enough with your parents to be like? So, you know, Wednesday, when I, like, didn't call you guys for our weekly call, it's because I was in jail because I called a prostitute. Yeah. If, like, if my dad was Frank Reynolds, I would tell him. I have no idea who that is. From uh, Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, uh, as a quick aside, I just found out the other day that my son shares the same birthday as Danny DeVito, Ooh. Um, and I've never been more proud. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's going to be the star of Flubber Three. I hope so. Man. Your son and Danny could DeVito, be. yeah, birthday could buddies. Be. <laughs> That's the tagline: birthday buddies. <laughs> yeah, Flubber Three birthday buddies. <laughs> it's a buddy cop film with Danny DeVito and Chris's son. Yeah, Chris's what three year old son? Yeah, yeah, four year old son. <laughs> Yeah, baby, that baby cop, do 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 do, baby cop, do do do. Wait, was your son involved in this sting? Yeah, is that how you found out about this? Yeah, or he was. He was baby cop. Found out. Yeah, yeah, tiny, tiny little plastic, uh, uh, little tags handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god! As yeah, a, well, as a parent, though, if my kid came to me and told me about this, like I wouldn't care. Like I would. I would care because they felt so lonely that they felt that they, they this was their last resort mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. they felt embarrassed to tell anyone. Um, right. Like I would care from a human perspective, meaning I care about them, but I wouldn't be. I don't think I would be upset. Yeah. Um, but as a as a child who has parents, uh, I would never tell them for any reason ever whatsoever. It the, for some reason, like when you were telling that story. It like came to mind that scene from Chris's favorite movie of 2019, which was the uh, Honey Boy, mm-hmm. uh, where he like cuddles with that slightly older girl and uh, then like uh, yeah. leaves money on the table yeah. afterwards because 
like, that's how fucked up this guy's sense of reality is. Yeah. Maybe that's the situation going on with this kid. Oh, yeah. Man, He's a yeah. junior in college. His dad's a total degenerate. Yeah. So maybe that's how he knows. Like, when you're feeling lonely, you call an escort. Right. Got that from his dad. Mm-hmm. So maybe you do tell your dad, but when you tell him, it's like screaming, I learned it from watching you, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from watching you. <laughs> that should be that should be your go-to answer for everything though right because like how do you argue with that because as a parent i mean i'm i'm only like 33 and i can barely remember like most of the things i've done in my life by this point and Mm -hmm. so if my kid ever told me i learned this because of you then like i i would have no point of reference i'm like they very well could have um yeah flip flip the shame back on your parents i guess is what i'm saying (laughs) Yeah. What if his parents are those like super rich Republicans that uh draw drew guns on the BLM protesters? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Good point. Yeah. What yeah, if? Probably don't tell them. <laughs> yeah, don't tell those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it would depend on how much how close of a relationship you would like to maintain with your family and how much you rely on them financially. That would be my answer to and, everything. And what state you come from because mm. i think if you're like from connecticut they expect this to happen mm-hmm. because they like didn't hug you or like hold you as a child yeah you, they know you're going to be like a piece of shit yeah a little too waspy over there right so they know like 100 percent that like yeah mm-hmm. this is expected yeah but if you're just like a normal ass person from like i don't know <laughs> central california <laughs> never tell your parents ever yeah yeah especially if like it's gonna be if it's never going to show up on your permanent record, then it basically didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But like, what does a permanent record even mean? Like when you're like, once you don't have like an overseer parent, mm-hmm. like you're an adult, like what does it even fucking matter? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, a permanent record decides where you can and can't apply for a job. Well, why are you applying for jobs? Yeah. <laughs> why are you going into, into the cycle of the man? Yeah. Why are you feeding into this capitalist machine? Yeah. yeah bullshit wage slave yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry not everybody can go panning for gold on the weekends tim <laughs> you know what <laughs> it, it's making me tens of dollars guys <laughs> i just had the best visual image of like tim shirtless in like these khaki cargo short shorts <laughs> with See, a miner's I'm, cap yeah, like, I, i'm imagining like the red onesie with the butt flap and suspend, you know, suspenders are one, su- one suspenders not hooked up. And the other one is, <laughs> Oh man. You guys been like, you have like drone footage of me it or something. Cocks on his butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unironically. Yeah. It's a C on one cheek and an X on the other. And my butthole's the O. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, that's clever. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, so yeah, uh, qu- qu- question asker. I'm sure there's there's a nugget of something in there that you can use. <laughs> yeah, but not any of Tim's in- nuggets because he earned those. Yeah, he got those fair and square. Yeah, I had to fight a shirtless guy for these, <laughs> so stay away from my nuggets. <laughs> That's the tagline on a cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Stay yeah. away from my nuggets. Yeah, it's also the uh his lawyer's like closing arguments 
and he's told that lady cop, stay away from my nuggets. <laughs> it's it's like the, the Jersey version of the Lucky Charms guy. They're after mm-hmm. me, Lucky Charms. He's like, they're after my nuggets. <laughs> Tim's Golden O's. <laughs> <laughs> stay away from my nuggets. <laughs> Tim's Golden O's. Um, so, oh yeah, we've got, um, I think we talked about this being a, a book in the book club, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure Chris didn't read it. Yeah. Um, so I think it'd be fun to talk about this book that Addison and I just read. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if you're down for that, Chris. Oh yeah. I needed to go to the bathroom anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? No, I didn't read it. Is that the name of the book? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I needed to go to the bathroom anyways. <laughs> By uh, Chris Gilmore. <laughs> a memoir. <laughs> uh, no, so the book was called Tribe. Um, and it uh, kind of took me for a, a loop, man. I, it wasn't what I was expecting at all. Uh, it was written by Sebastian Junger. Yeah, he's mm. the singer in the band. What band? What, ba- what band? A, a tribe called Quest. <laughs> Wait, are we okay. reading the same book? Tri- yeah, tribe. Yeah, about the band, a tribe called Quest. No. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you read, you a read book different about- books. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. Oh, okay. I was like, dude, we. T- I thought you said you read the same book. What the hell? Yeah, I no, sent I'm, it to I'm you. I'm missing yeah. my nightly stories, and you all <laughs> read different books. Yeah, by like Sebastian Younger or whatever, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So. In this book, uh, it talks about basically the effects of PTSD mm-hmm. on uh, our society, but it's like based around um, how we evolved mm-hmm. from like the tribe mentality to the individualistic mentality and basically how we've alienated ourselves into depression. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um and so the author of the book is a reporter, like a wartime reporter. Yeah, wartime reporter. Yeah, and was like in Bosnia when the Bosnian crisis happened mm-hmm. and um, made these like really poignant observations about yeah. people there. Yeah, it's basically like the, the his thesis is like when, when traumatic events happen, he'd expected people to... Uh, operate on a every man for himself mentality Mm -hmm. but instead it was very socialistic very we all have to we all have to get along together we need to survive together and in order to do that we need to help each other out even if we are completely different people that we like tribes were created instantaneously in the the face of traumatic events right you lost me at socialism (laughs) uh so in his research for this he goes back and he looks at um nomadic tribes Mm -hmm. and uh, american indian tribes and um basically how their societies worked and looked at suicide rates Mm -hmm. and um then compared those to those of like modern men and modern soldiers and uh and went into that 
Um, and I, th- that was what I thought was like the most interesting oh, yeah. about the whole thing was, um, his look at statistics mm-hmm. when it comes to, um, you know, like American Indians, uh, their suicide rate is far lower yeah, than like near zero. Right. And, and especially historical American Indians. Right. Not today where they're modernized. <laughs> right. How do they even know that? Um, so it's, it's, he gets a lot of that information based off of like, you know, going back and looking at the, the, the furthest back records that they can basically compile mm-hmm. and then talking to, you know, tribal historians yeah. um, that looked at, you know, essentially the only times in ancient uh, American Indian tribes that they would commit suicide was when they would become extremely disfigured from illness mm-hmm. um, or they like lost a, a, a loved one, a loved one. Yeah. And so they would basically just like kill themselves because they were going to be a burden on the tribe. Yes. Um, or like the, when they got to be too old or disfigured Yeah. Um, rather than where we see, you know, like middle-aged men mm-hmm. is the highest suicide rate in the country right now. Wow. Um, and that's going to the effect that essentially like mental health in like middle-aged white men mm-hmm. is like so ignored yeah. that it's, you know, we're so alienated that, you know, it's created this, you know, effect that we end up, you know, killing ourselves at like uh, 10 times the magnitude of other demographics. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's interesting because I read the book Sapiens re- somewhat recently. Um, mm-hmm. And in that book, he he makes a, a somewhat similar, if not adjacent, observation to where, like, he posits that humanity has evolved, like our our ability to reason, and therefore our ability to um, operate at like the higher, uh, like consciousness level that we do now, and you know, so like people can go to space or do whatever like we've done that so rapidly that the rest of our biology hasn't had time to catch up yes yeah exactly he kind of talks about that in the book as well mm -hmm. and and i just find that interesting that like the thing that sets us apart the most from other animals on the planet is the thing that almost drives us crazy yeah well yeah yeah, i I don't want to say crazy is like a stigma but you know what i mean like it almost drives us to these outcomes that we are not equipped to handle um, because it's ingrained into us, at least as Americans, mm-hmm. that to be um, a man especially is to be emotionally closed off and to mm-hmm. do things by yourself. And if you need help, that makes you weak. Yeah, so one of the things he points out is that... Um, in evolution, I think like the shortest time frame that you start start to see like actual genetic changes in a species is twenty seven thousand years or something like that. And so, if you look back to like essentially what you know like drove us into cities and drove us away from these communal tribal type you know civilizations was the industrialization of farming. Mm-hmm. And that only happened a couple of hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So genetically speaking, we as a species are supposed to be tribal 
type human being. You know, we're supposed to be in tribes living in these like close groups of essentially socialism. Yeah. Um, where what we end up with now Mm -hmm. is I could speak for myself and say, you know, there was times where I could go, you know, take a vacation Mm -hmm. or a staycation or whatever, where I just take a week off work and not see another human being for seven days. Yeah. You know, just like closed off in my apartment, doors closed, have everything I need. I'm good. And that for our species is not something that normally happened ever. Yeah. Or the fact that like, we live in neighborhoods, and a lot of times you don't know the names of your neighbors. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I've met my so. neighbors on multiple occasions, and I do not don't remember their <laughs> names. <laughs> um, so the other thing that he had looked at was, um, you know, on a statistical standpoint, was um, the like rate of PTSD mm-hmm. um, reported PTSD in American soldiers. So going from like world war two to Vietnam to the Iraqi Afghanistan cof- um, conflicts, mm-hmm. um, you essentially had, you know, in world war two, it was like, I think they reported like 5% of people reported having some sort of like emotional trauma yeah from being in war Mm -hmm. and we lost you know what was it a hundred thousand people or something in world war ii tons it's like insane yeah right and then you go to vietnam and vietnam had a 25 percent rate of claims on some sort of mental um trauma Mm -hmm. from being at war yeah um and we lost only you know twenty five thousand or forty thousand people in vietnam and then you go to the uh, Afghan Iraqi conflicts where we've only lost like 10,000 and you have a 50% rate of people stating that they're traumatized. Yeah. Um, and cl- making claims to like the VA for 100% disability based off of post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. I'd be curious to know how much of that though is a product of the era that these soldiers grew up in because like. Mm-hmm. At least the way that I've experienced how World War II and World War II veterans were presented to me, um, it wouldn't, I feel like it wouldn't be that much of a stretch for them to sort of just be the grin and bear it type, you know? Right. And to admit that they're having PTSD would almost be, uh, again, like a sign of weakness that they can't show as a man who needs to come home and be the man. Um, I don't have any evidence for that, but like that, you know, like I could see that being a reality, right? Like their offspring who then, uh, go off to fight in Vietnam and other subsequent wars, see the toll it takes on their parents for never talking about it. And then they like, uh, you know, begin to open up more and more to until how that's how we get to today. Yeah. So I think if you look at it from, um, Sebastian's standpoint of, look at what's happened in our communities over the last 60 years. Mm-hmm. So even 60 years ago, my grandpa knew every one of his neighbors. Oh yeah. And like they had like cookouts and like had these, they still lived in these kind of communities where they all knew one another. Mm-hmm. Move that up to our parents' generation where say they're Vietnam, it was much smaller groups, 
cities are getting bigger, schools are getting more separated. Um, you know, you have more schools popping up, so you're 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 taking your tribe and you're shrinking it mm-hmm. into these smaller subsets. And then now going into today, people that are our age that would have served in these wars um, up to, you know, these <laughs> conflicts are still going on. So even our kids mm-hmm. could be fighting in, in these kind of things. Look at like what's happened to these societies, how closed off people have become mm-hmm. and how much more kind of introverted people have become. Yeah. And I think that that has a lot to say about these people's reactions to uh, being involved in wars. Yeah. You see it more and more often that like people of our age uh, don't have friends where they had like great friends growing up, great friends through high school and college and, you know, a little bit past that. And as they get older, they don't have any very close friends. Mm -hmm. And that's just like so sad. And, and if, if we can provide even a semblance of that for like a, this weird parasocial relationship for anybody, like that's great. But like, I hope you guys out there have friends that you can look out to and who you can check in and say, Hey, I just accidentally slept with a prostitute who was actually a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what should I do? Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, and I would, I mean, I'd say like, uh, I would consider you guys like, my close friends right yeah, and i have yeah. other friends who <laughs> i would have i have other friends who i live closer to in proximity who like i want to believe that we're close friends but yeah. that i would hesitate to going to to open up about things because um I, I, I'm not so confident at the closeness of our relationship as to not worry about damaging it by opening up too much, you know? Right. For sure. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a fix to that or how to fix that other than maybe just by opening up and seeing what happens. But um, it, yeah, it's weird. Like, now that Addison has brought that up, I, I am thinking about it and like, my circle of friends has narrowed as I've gotten older, which I think is somewhat natural. Mm-hmm. But even thinking about like my parents when I was a kid, like they had friends who they'd invite over for stuff. And my circle of people for that has, has narrowed significantly for, for in-person relationships, not people who have maintained over the years, but distance has, you know, uh, made that difficult. Right. Yeah. I think societally we've seen a such a rapid change that you know on a genetic standpoint we're not set up for yeah like social social media is like insane right and so like this past 60 years so just take the last century of evolution when it comes to like technology cities how we're socioeconomically established the the vastness and the change that's taken place there is something that cannot be kept up with from a like physical standpoint that, you know, we as living beings cannot evolve fast enough to keep up with what's happened. Right. But it makes me wonder like how much of this is us just getting older. Cause like, you know, everybody always like talks about all these, these stupid kids and their cell phones or, you know, I mean, 
Socrates or Plato or whoever it was was like, these damn kids and their books and the written word, like, you're supposed to memorize shit. Right. <laughs> Why are you reading right. books, you idiot? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that it's been a massive acceleration on a standpoint that has not been seen yeah. at any other time in human history. Yeah, because the big point is like we've lived in these communal, familial groups for hundreds of thousands of years. Right. And only recently in the last maybe 5,000 tops have we created societies so great that you don't know your neighbor's name. Right. Well, I think it's way less than that. Oh, yeah. For like not, not knowing your neighbor's name, sure. But like living in cities of tens of thousands of people or, right. you know, you live in Egypt and you don't know the person who lives down the street from you, maybe. Yeah. It lives in the pyramid next to you. Yeah. It's hard to get up there. <laughs> um it's so tall. All the yeah. slaves building it all the time. Yeah, I I definitely think it's been it it's been exa- exacerbated by like the um the digital stuff because mm-hmm. I think it's easy to feel. I think a lot of our social interactions have moved from in real life to digital. So mm-hmm. I think it's easy to feel fulfilled socially in a way that um isn't as long lasting as if you have a group of people who you can be in touch with in real life, but the options for the amount of people that you can socialize with at one time have never been higher. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I, I think that people, I think that we as humanity are struggling with the idea that fulfillment, social fulfillment or even fulfillment as a person um is moving more and more to a reliance on something digital to anchor mm-hmm. you to that and yeah. i don't think that we're equipped to handle that because i mean a lot of what makes a digital thing so enticing is that it offloads a lot of what n- our brain would normally have to handle mm-hmm. so like cognitively uh our our a lot of the computing power of our brain is being offloaded to the computer. So like mm-hmm. you don't have to remember a phone number anymore. You don't have to remember address. You just have to save a bookmark on your browser or, or whatever. Right. Like a lot yeah. of that, a, a lot of what tied you to someone socially and allowed you to remember the name of your neighbor was the fact you had to interact with them. But now that's all of that's being offloaded. And our, I don't, I think our brains aren't equipped yet for that does that make sense yeah Yeah. like all the stuff we usually need to memorize in association with a single person has now been uh you know outsourced to our cell phones right yeah because even if even if you forgot about a conversation that you had previously you can just like go to iMessage and search for the keyword that you're looking for and then just (laughs) refresh on that like you don't even have to remember conversations you've had Right. right um and I don't know if we found something to fill the void in our own cognitive ability that makes mm. up for the loss of that function. Well, I think I might have actually figured something out. Oh, whoa, so big brain Tim over here. <laughs> I actually just bought like a bunch of property out in the desert. Uh-huh. And I was oh. going to invite you guys to bring your families to yeah. live there with me. 
in a commune, a, a socialist commune. Is there a lot of LSD involved? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Is it, and it's, it's not that far away from the nuclear test site, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's plenty close enough to everything, but just far enough away that we can, like, we don't get cell phone service. We yeah. can, you know, move back into this tribal mm. type uh, mentality. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in. We're going to be big. We'll all be big brain at the end of this experiment <laughs> experiment yeah. wait a second uh, i mean um new lifestyle that's going to revert us back to a better way of life oh it's almost like you're saying that you want to make america great again tim i feel like you're on the precipice of saying this uh, i don't want to make america great again i want to make like pangea great again mm. oh okay i see more yeah. inclusive yeah this bitch don't know about pangea <laughs> Okay. <laughs> cool. So, since we're uh, kind of talking about technology, I think I wanted to bring this one to you guys. Um, okay. I love technology. Yeah, I'm a bit of a techie, you might say. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, not. I probably don't love it as much as you do, but I, I still love technology. <laughs> Always and forever. <laughs> uh, Pope Francis urges followers to pray that AI and robots will always serve mankind. What? Oh, okay. This is not where I thought that you were going yeah, when you started I, this. I thought you were going to talk about how he liked a, like, a Brazilian porn star's page or something. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, is this the same guy who's liking booty pics? Yeah. Uh, okay. That also happened, by the way. That Pope Francis. That's the Pope Francis we're talking yeah. about. For the listeners Maybe. who aren't aware, uh, Pope Francis on his Instagram account, I think it yeah. was, he... Yeah. On his main account was liking like big booty butts like pictures. <laughs> so what actually happened okay, okay. was the his main page, which he has access to, mm-hmm. liked one image of a Brazilian booty girl's posts. Right. So the Pope likes big butts. Yeah. So the Pope did it because like <laughs> Pope Francis, if you guys know from watching the two Popes, is like that dude was out there trying to fuck. Mm-hmm. And he's down with like being progressive, so he's like, "Oh, big booty hose." Yeah, about him. <laughs> well, and this a, and this oh, on the Thought Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this article, he's uh, trying to get his parishioners to pray that AI and robots will always serve mankind. Yeah, because they're out there liking all these big booty hoe <laughs> pages, and he's like, "No." The AI, you serve me. Yeah. Yeah. This is providing cover for him. <laughs> so yeah. Pope Francis is basically like trying to promote enslaving robots and AI. Because uh, they'll always serve us. Well, let's let's get into it. Okay. Um, let me read the article, then we can get to the questions. Okay. All right. Have you even read it yet? <laughs> <laughs> the message is one of the Pope's monthly prayer intentions. The Pope doesn't seem to be worrying about some sort of exotic doomsday scenario where the super intelligent AI turns the world into paperclips, but more about how the tech would exacerbate existing inequalities here and now. Yeah. 
In his message, the Pope said AI was at the heart of the uh, epical change where we are experiencing, and that robotics had the power to change the world for the better. But this would only be the case if these forces are harnessed correctly, he said. Indeed, if technological progress increases increases inequalities, it is not true progress. Mm. Future advances should be oriented towards respecting the dignity of the person. Okay. Wow. Right. I, I don't. I don't hate it. Yeah. I'm yeah. like not mad at Pope Francis right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like about big butts and like, you know, creating equality. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Pope didn't touch on any specific examples, but ex- examples include biased facial recognition systems that lead to false arrests mm-hmm. and al- algorithmically allotted exam results that replicate existing inequalities between students. In other words, regardless of whether you think prayer is the appropriate course of action, the Pope certainly has a point. Yeah. Huh. I, I would say it's great that the Pope is thinking about this. Um, yes. It's very proactive. Al- yeah. Uh, it, I will, one caveat, though. I will say it would have been proactive if he would have said this 10 or 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, um, he's kind of missed the boat on all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's proactive for what we would expect from religious people. Right. Yes. Well, especially yes. what, like an 80 year old. Sure. Catholic Pope. Yeah. That's pretty out there. Mm-hmm. Now I know there's like a bit of a conflict with the Catholic church where the Pope will say something and then like all the guys below him will be like, well, he didn't really actually mean that gays are cool. Right. He just meant like, <laughs> they're still, they're going to be cold in hell. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, the fact that the person who's in charge of entire religion is paying lip service to making sure that future technologies are fair and mm-hmm. equitable, yeah. I, I mean, kudos to this guy. Right. Right. Like, could you imagine if, you know, the president of the United States had said something like this? This would be commendable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd say this is even like streets ahead of, of even, streets I don't ahead. know. I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my this God. A, that's a good reference. Yeah. <laughs> this is at least, uh, you know, a small side street ahead of maybe a, a, let's say a hypothetical religious figure saying that they could heal the world with, uh, gratitude. Um, <laughs> I think praying that AI and robots and, you know, future technologies uh, actually benefit humanity uh, and or, you know, at, at least be nice to us before they enslave us yeah. is a noble effort considering the alternative is pretending gratitude will fix it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> pretending gratitude will fix coronavirus. Yeah. Um, I will say, though. That, you know, like I said earlier, uh, you kind of missed the boat on this about 15, 20, 20 years too late. Because um, we have already yet, created though. these AI systems uh, that are essentially out of our control. Um, <laughs> Very <and> true. <laughs> the, the, the people who built them don't even understand them 100%. So, like, uh, I went to a conference last year. And one of the keynote speakers was someone who works um, 
on one of the many different aspects of the Google al- algorithm. Mm. Um, and they have hundreds, if not thousands of, of these coders and engineers who build this algorithm that effectively is so good it can predict your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was a plot point to uh, Westworld Season 3. Yeah. D- didn't watch it. Um, oh. So these, these people all build small parts of this thing and no single person understands the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. And so we're at a point where these things are largely outside of our understanding and out of our control. So uh, the only thing we have left if they break bad is prayer. So, I mean, maybe the Pope <laughs> actually isn't 15, 20 years behind the times. Maybe he's actually right, right on trend. Yeah. Wow, AI is literally our Frankenstein. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't know if you guys have read the book, but it's a it's a, a good read. Listeners, read Frankenstein and think yeah. about AI because what don't you mean read Frankenstein's monster? I think it's just called Frankenstein. It is called Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Yeah, she was like sixteen or whatever when she wrote know. it. Uh, but basically, this guy like studies science and like mysticism, and he creates this body gives it life and then realizes that this is not something he should have done and then it becomes completely out of his control mm-hmm. because he never took responsibility for it. Um yeah. And that's basically what AI I think is is all these all these people are contributing little parts of themselves to the AI but none of them actually hold responsibility to it. Like what do you do who who's responsible when the AI like shows uh, you know, racist, sexist, bigoted, homophobic re- search results to people. <laughs> yeah, well, and you just reminded me of when uh, Microsoft created their like yes. first first iteration of their AI, and we may we probably have talked about this on the show before, but like once they released it, like the internet instantly made it a racist yeah. bigot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it instantly became like a, a Nazi. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, I feel like it's inevitable because especially if you take it from the religious context from which the Pope is coming from, like, I don't know if he honestly believes that like praying that this stuff's going to work in our favor. You know, I don't don't know if he honestly believes that that's going to help or not, or if it's just like all he knows how to do, but um, let's follow the path of reason here where like humans pray to a deity because we have a creation myth and therefore we believe someone created us and therefore they deserve our, our worship and admiration so that one day we can, you know, live with them again in some afterlife. Right. Yeah. Well, we created AI. So like, would the AI view us as their deity? And when they become self-aware and realize that we are a flawed deity and we may no longer deserve their respect and admiration, I mean, like an AI at its core has an advantage over humanity because it has computational power that we don't possess. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if if something like that ever went out of control, like we would be powerless. Yeah. Uh, especially if it desi- decided we were a deity that no longer deserved respect. Right. Um, and so, no amount of forcing our religious viewpoints on an AI would do any good because to them, our logic would already be inherently flawed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's something to be said too, that like the leader of the entire Catholic religion 
the only thing he can ask his his parishioners to do is just pray. Like, why can't he mobilize his entire church to like enact a a actual policy change or whatever? Because there's got to be a, several million Catholics in the world. Well, I think yeah, Catholicism is the largest religion, is it not? I don't know. I I, I think Islam, Islam is the largest religion. Oh, I think true. Catholicism is the largest Christian and pro- religion, and probably then Hinduism after that because India. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, it's it's millions of people, right? But right. I think he probably realizes that there's very little social capital he actually has with his members, and so like asking them to pray is the best thing he can get out of them. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, the answer. I'm sorry, if listeners. You've been screaming the answer at your uh, radio the entire time you've been listening to this. Or radio? Uh, <laughs> what are you, Joe Biden? <laughs> Stop with your malarkey. Yeah. If you've been screaming at your iPhone uh, or Android device the entire time you've been listening to this uh, with the answer, uh, I'm sorry, I came to this so late. Uh, you guys, we already have someone who could bail the Pope out of this. We just Ooh. need to make sure he gets um, his sainthood. And that would be <sighs> the patron saint of the internet. Oh, uh, yeah. They need to officially recognize his sainthood. Mm-hmm. They need to let him become a force ghost and go into the internet. And he needs to just, with the power of Christ, can compel him and everyone, <laughs> everything else in the internet to follow Catholic oh, Jesus. I'm totally picturing like an 80s techno, like Tron <laughs> version of The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm thinking of a very much like a Casper-esque looking <laughs> deity, like swooping into a computer and then like, AI is fixed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to, it's basically Tron, but if Tron was uh, a Catholic teenager who knew a few uh, computer programming languages, and uh-huh. he went inside the internet to basically um, do the crusades, but against AIs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's the future we can look... That's the, the external threat that's going to bring about the uh, communist utopia. Yeah. Yeah. There you I'm, go. I'm for it. But also let's yeah. write this movie, guys. <laughs> oh yeah. This movie sounds great. Um yes. Yeah. So uh so, sorry, Pope, we just solved the problem for you and I didn't say a single prayer once today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're gonna make millions <laughs> off of this movie idea. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not gonna cut you into it at all. Nope. No royalties for you. Nope. Yeah. Zero. Or the family of the patron saint of the internet. <laughs> Fuck that kid. <laughs> yeah, he's probably stuck on a, in a GeoCity site somewhere. <laughs> that's, the, that's the patron saint of the internet's like, um, uh, version of Purgatory. Just stuck in a GeoCity site with like looping gifts and like a MIDI <laughs> song. <laughs> Website counter at the bottom for how many people have visited so far. Yeah, just one. <laughs> it's just him. No! <laughs> Welcome to my webpage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, Chris, uh, do you have a uh, thought experiment for us? I do. Ooh, we take me there. 
prepare to be transported into a magical world where um, humans and dwarves and halflings and elves and orcs can all have sex with each other. Yes! <laughs> That's my fantasy. <laughs> um, and in, in this world, you can transform your hand into any tool that you want. Oh, hell yeah. So useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the top half of your body is always backwards. Whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> That's not that bad, though. <laughs> you end up like Zucker Nerd. His knee's been backwards. <laughs> <laughs> or like that really bad uh, Charlie Sheen alien con. I think it was called Contact. It's a movie where the aliens, their knees bent backwards, so oh. they look like they were oh, yeah, yeah. the other... I think it was called Contact huh. with with Charlie Sheen and uh, what's-her-face, Helen Hunt. Mm. Yeah. But then when you sit um, in chairs, you'll look like a cool guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Always flipping your chair around. Yeah. Oh, man. I could be about that life. Yeah. But also, yeah, but be really hard to pee. Ooh. Yeah. You have to pee with up two mirrors. Yeah, multiple mirrors set up going on. Yeah, <laughs> be really weird pooping too, because you'd like be the opposite way. Yeah, also having <laughs> sex. Missionary would be would be a reverse cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> but you're never able to look. Also, this you is don't... a multiple mirror scenario. <laughs> a lot of yeah. a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yeah, your house would be mirrors. Yeah, how do you drive, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you don't want to deal with that, then uh, all you have to worry about is having untrimmable six-foot-long back hair. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. At some point, it's going to turn into dreads. Yeah. Because you can't comb that shit out yeah. unless you have somebody to comb it out for you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's untrimmable, and it's six feet long, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make the call that it's your entire back. Ooh. That sounds like... The most hardcore mullet. Hmm. No change yeah. for me. <laughs> uh, the mullet man. or the back hair? <laughs> um, now, my hand turns into any tool. How are we yeah. defining tool? Ooh. I think um, tool I, is... I, we have to go to Webster Dictionary. Because like, maybe my hand could turn into Tim. Because oh. Tim's a tool. <laughs> Yeah. Got him! Got him! <laughs> yeah. Why would you want um, your hand to turn into me? It's like, wipe my butt. Oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Is toilet paper a tool? Wiping your butt would get so much easier. Oh, because you could look down in it. Yeah, it's a yeah. front butt. You could just bend over, <laughs> get face to face with your butt, and say, hey, you and me, we're about to have a heart to heart. Except. My heart's on the other side of my body, so. Yeah. yeah. You can lick your own asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but what would toilet paper be considered a tool? Right, yeah. I, I think it's so. serving a purpose. And it can it only turn into a single tool, like, one time? Like, you pick yes. this tool and it's, that's it forever? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I think that, like, you... you it's a singular use tool. You're like, oh, I need a hammer right now. And then you're like, oh, okay, my hand's a hammer. And then when yeah. you're done with that, you're like, okay, now I need a screwdriver. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I want to yeah. see how it feels to wipe with a screwdriver today. <laughs> Let me get a, a putty knife. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wet one. <laughs> some some bad guac. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. It, this, is, this isn't initially where I was taking this, but I guess you could also interpret this as two ways. Your hand turns into the tool, meaning like it's a physical manifestation of a hammer that you could buy at Home Depot. Mm -hmm. Or your hand is now a tool, but you retain your skin and your bones and stuff. It's just, oh. it's now looks like a tool. Oh, that would be terrible. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. It would be completely so if you useless. Used, yeah. If you used, if you used your hand, no, I mean, it would function like the tool. It'd just be made out of your body. No, but you can't use um, your hand to hammer in a nail. Right. It is if it's a hammer. It's Not, a hand no, hammer. because your skin and, and, like, there's flesh and, like, you need hard metal. Right, yeah, that's the way that a hammer works is it's hardened tool steel yeah. striking a softer material that it creates force on it. Yeah, what if I want to create a saw out of my hand? Am I just, like, spinning fingers really fast, breaking my hand? <laughs> yeah. Come on, <laughs> A chainsaw like, with fingers. Getting, are you getting, like... <laughs> splinters as you like rub your hand on, on a piece on. of wood come on chris we're operating in reality here <laughs> i was just trying to get to Catch a point up. where if okay. you were going to say toilet paper was a tool that you would i would make you say that your hand would just turn into loose skin you'd have to wipe your butt with it's <laughs> 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 like red saw <laughs> <laughs> yeah no your your hand physically changes into like the elements of that item yeah so it's like you get like a husky hammer or yeah. something on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And husky okay. have li lifetime warranty. So it's good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's impossible to turn in for warranty. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what the Lowe's version of it is, but it, it probably sucks. Oh, cobalt. Yeah. Cobalt. Terrible. What a dumb name. Oh, cobalt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I have, a, I have a cobalt screwdriver. It got one drop of water on it, and now the whole thing's rusty. <laughs> well it only had a one year warranty you yeah. should have bought that extended warranty plan at the counter mm -hmm. plus your father-in-law uh, borrowed it and then wrote his name on it <laughs> right that was the rate yeah, it's his now it's his screwdriver it's his oh, no, rusty it screwdriver yeah okay so like we can like broaden the definition of tool yeah. as long as it serves a purpose uh -huh. but maybe isn't edible like, no, yeah, not edible. Are not it's like, edible. Yeah. Yeah. Like pie isn't a tool, right? I mean, it's a tool no. for making me happy. <laughs> it's a tool to gain weight, yes. <laughs> um, I. Man. It's just one hand, too. It's not both hands. You can't, mm. like, dual wield hammers. I think that I'm going to go with the top half of my body is twisted around. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of things are going to become difficult. Right. But that, like, walking into a room and sitting down cool like that uh -huh. is worth it. Very cool. Yeah. Flipping the chair <laughs> it's like around. like a youth pastor. You just walk into <laughs> a room and you're just a youth pastor. What's up, guys? Jesus yeah. is my bro. Yeah. yeah. You see these sweet skinny jeans that are cuffed and I'm wearing Vans? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I was a kid once. Yeah. Not that long ago, bro. Hey, kids. Jesus slaps. And that's no cap. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna go with the same one actually okay and with my now 
specialty tool hands, like mm-hmm. I can change a lot of things. Okay. Okay. Like, you know, yeah, a car doesn't work right for me, but I can use my tool hands and build a new car that goes backward. Can you? But that wouldn't serve any purpose. <laughs> it would get me to the mall and back. <laughs> You're always going to be back. <laughs> it doesn't give it. you the knowledge to use the tools. You could just make the tool in your hand. Like you could already, Addison, build a car that goes backwards, but you don't have the knowledge to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, wait, let me just. Guys, we already have cars that go backwards. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the R when you put your car. Like from park, the first one is backwards. Oh, I always just put mine into O for onward. <laughs> That's a D, you idiot. Oh, okay. Oh my god. I don't know. I always get into a lot of adventures when I put it into O. <laughs> oh man. But you know, I can figure something out. I could make a toilet work for me backwards i could turn my hand into the mirror that i need in order to see me pee backwards that is a tool <laughs> a mirror yeah. is a tool yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. your hand's always a, always like uh some kind of sawzall or whatever to turn every toilet into a bidet yeah Just cut the water line <laughs> Ooh, i could turn my hand into the bidet yeah that's a tool. That's a tool. A toilet is technically a tool. Oh, I can <laughs> into my sit own on your hand. own hand toilet. But where does it go, though, if Shit you have to hand. flush it? <laughs> huh, no change there. <laughs> oh, okay. God. I thought the back hair was at least going to be enticing to someone who wanted to pretend to be Bigfoot or something. <laughs> that's six foot long. Like, that's, that's as tall as you guys are. It's <laughs> Yeah. You'd have, a, you'd have a cape at all times. Oh, oh man. A hair cape. <laughs> well, still, can you imagine how much time you're going to take in the shower watching six feet of oh, hair? Yeah. You need like a weird shower cap for your back. <laughs> You're like putting on a rain yeah. jacket. <laughs> Wait, can we can we cut the hair and it just grows back like it's Santa Claus? It's non-trimmable. No, it's mm. untrimmable. Because uh, yeah. then at least you could like donate your back hair to Locks of Love. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants that. <laughs> I, I think if you have untrimmable six foot long back hair, the your only course of action and employment is going to be a Bigfoot impersonator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like kids' birthday parties. Yeah, or or just for like you know, random middle-aged dads who have too much time on their hands, going out of the woods, <laughs> not knocking on trees. It's like a sexual thing. Yeah, what do you do in your free time, Chris? Are you that weird middle-aged dad? Like, I'm not middle-aged. I'm still I'm still young. Middle age is like forty. That's the uh, middle of your life. That's middle-aged. I'm hip. I'm cool. I, I, I yeah. mean, the average human male lives to be like 74 years old. Yeah. So we are middle-aged, guys. Yeah. I got onto a skateboard the other day. Holy shit, I can't skate. <laughs> <laughs> I almost ate shit so many times I thought, oh, man, this is like, I'm going to break my arm. And I've seen Addison do handstands on skateboards yeah. when we were younger. Oh, yeah. Were yeah. you Were you wearing your Lakais, though? No, I was... Wearing some house slippers. <laughs> oh yeah, see that's the problem. Why were you wearing house slippers? They're comfy slippers. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe we are middle aged. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
Cool. Well, I, I I was hoping it'd be a little bit more split here, but apparently it's too enticing to have your body be backwards. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's sitting wow. in that chair, bro. Yeah, yeah. Bodies... It's that cool pastor sit. Yeah, wow. it's really it's amazing. Bodies are really are like a wonderland. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, sitting backwards in your chair is like definitely streets ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I hope people get, got that reference throughout this episode. Uh, if not, look it up. You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for participating in this week's thought experiment. Um, if you have your own, you can send that to us at pt.podcasters at gmail.com. Uh, that will, uh, it's a main line through the interwebs directly into our inbox. Uh, if that makes you uncomfortable, you can just go to ptbod.fun and click on any one of the links there, and uh, it'll it'll find its way to us as well. Um, thank you again for listening. It's uh, always a pleasure to have you here, uh, but it's uh, about time to go to bed, so uh, I don't care where you go. You just can't stay here. <laughs> and uh, I'm... I'm done rambling for the moment. Yeah, so wrap it up. (laughs) Okay, well, I didn't know if you guys also wanted to express your appreciation to our fans or if that burden just falls on me. Yeah, they get it. We like them. Thanks. We love you. Thank you. Send us voice messages. Send us emails. Send us your thought experiments. You know the deal. Yeah. Check us out on social media. Follow me on Twitter. Um... All, all the things. All the things. You know the click things. On, click on all the links. Five stars. Like, comment, subscribe. I don't know. Fucking set up a Patreon. For us. We, we have one set be, up. We just haven't used it. Be gay. Do crimes. Yeah. All yeah. the things. Uh, okay. Well, great. Awesome. Uh, as always, this has been the Part-Time Podcast, and my name is Chris. Don't quit your day job. This is Tim. We live for you. And we die for you. And this is Addison. If you see a friend, tell a friend. Now, Addison, stop peeing your pants. Oh, I have to pee so much. in your garage yeah oh please, i can't please, my please. wife's watching she's always out she's always watching <laughs> she's in the garage why do you keep your wife in the garage <laughs> i don't no we don't she made me take all the doors off our, all the door frames so <laughs> <laughs> took all the doors off you have a joint facebook account <laughs> yeah. when did you guys get a joint facebook <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, Chris and yeah. it's just the gilmore's <laughs> <laughs> you secretly meet with one undercover cop and you never live down. <laughs> Wait, are you the friend? You're not a junior in college. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, well I'll be right back.